Well, what is up, everybody? I apologize for this being so late, or maybe I skipped a whole week. Sometimes, sometimes it happens. I should be better. But you know what? Some weeks come and, you know, I make sure we do the Prince and the Wolf consistent every Tuesday and we throw a Patreon in there for you. This is a little looser, as you can tell by the show. I think I am going to try to do one interview and one of these a week. These meaning just me. Um, last week, was supposed to have Moshe Kasher. And um, dude is just crazy busy right now. We're rescheduling, but... Oh, I will tell you something good. My buddy Theo Vaughn is going to be on this week. Setting up uh, Christina Pazinski. Amanda Seals, who I love. She's a great, my favorite. She's got the three favorite characteristic character combo. What's, what am I trying to say? She's got three character traits that are like... Favorites for me. Oof, my brain is dull right now. Shit. Uh, but she's brave and she's funny and she's smart. Um, and then uh, got some other things lined up. Pretty excited. Um, I have heard back from everybody, by the way. But what's up, everybody? Just came back from Boise visiting my oldest son. Great to see him. Ah. Uh, Great to see him. And my dad's 80th birthday party was last week, so the whole family was in town. That was one of the reasons why I didn't do one of these. My dad's 80th. Woo, boy. That was, like, intense. Maybe I did do one last week. Maybe I didn't. I don't remember. But shall we shuffle and see what's happening? Um, I have been... See, this is Bruno Mars. That's what I like. Great album, but... Fuck. All right, that's what came up. Let's play it. Now, some people are saying they can't hear the music. The problem is when I don't, when I play it too loud, I get distracted because of you guys not paying attention to me. I get distracted super easy. So we'll see if you guys can hear that. It's so fucking loud. I can't believe you wouldn't be able to. Um, but yeah, man, good week. Up in Boise, uh, seeing my son, always good to see him, and uh, you know what? One thing I do want to talk to you guys about. All right, so, that's what I like. So, um, like, there's a big, my buddy was talking about, he was telling me a story about going out and all this stuff, and, and Portland does this a lot, but he was telling me a story about he, he and his friends, and bunch of friends they went out to a strip club and but his friends were like can we go to a strip club that has some food so they went to a strip and i've seen those before like one of the biggest strip clubs in portland i've never been but people tell me all the time it's the best steak in town best steak in town i think it's called acropolis or some shit like that 
Guys, strip clubs and food do not mix. It should not be a thing. Like, I'm honestly a little insulted. I'm insulted. This is why, as a man, I'm insulted. That, that, that the people who thought of this don't think that we, like, we're 14-year-old boys, that we need everything, like, everything all at once. Like, we're not evolved enough where we, well, guys, he tits, so I need some food with that. Like, and who looks at a naked woman and is like, man, I'm fucking hungry. Especially, look, some of the all-nude places, uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, I know the nuts are nothing pretty, and I've said this before. Also, the vagina, not it's not like, it's not great to look at up close. But, but like, what? Do we really need it all at once, guys? We're like, oh, I need some, st- I need some titties and some steak, and some French fries, and an asshole, and some mashed potatoes and vagina. Like, I need it all at fucking once. <laughs> you can't. Who is going to a strip club and then craves? Some fucking mozzarella sticks. God, and by the way, have you not been in there? I'm not saying there's semen everywhere, but some places. And how can you guarantee that that you don't have some semen fries? How do you know what the you know what the cook trades for steak? You don't know where his hands have been. Are you fucking kidding me? Have you not seen the people in there? Have you not? The, a strip club is a room full of bad decisions. And one of them is you ordering food. There was one place that did like an all-you-can-eat all buffet. It is so ridiculous. And by the way, Casey Musgraves, everybody. Miserable. You guys listen to her? She's really interesting. I like her a lot. Um, But yeah. Who's eating at a strip club? I can't even imagine being like, uh, did you go to Spearmint Rhino? Did you see Candy? Yeah, Candy, Schmandy. Have you had their prime rib? Like, I always say when you go to a restaurant, that's why when people are like, it's a Chinese restaurant, but it serves Mexican food. Nope. Nope. One or the other. You know, stay in your lane. You And I'm sure as a Chinese food is probably good. But I don't want a kitchen full of Chinese people making my Mexican food. And I don't want a kitchen full of Mexican people making my Chinese food. And you can call me racist all you want. When I walk into a Chinese place, you know who I want to see in there? Chinese people. Eating and waiting tables and serving the food and making the fucking food. Chinese people. That's it. You know what I mean? Strip club, know what you do. People are in there to see titties. Don't add nachos. You know what I mean? That's not a necessary thing to add nachos to titties. Like, we don't need that shit. So, and you know, like, guys, you've been in the Boom Boom Room? You've walked in those places? That sticky floor where you think somebody just spilled a Coke? Are you kidding me right now? It's the dumbest, the single dumbest. It's almost as dumb as my friend. Okay. I had a buddy of mine who went to the strip club, and uh, we were in Vegas, and he was like, hey, man, let's go to the strip club, and I go, I-, I'll, I said, I'll take you over there, 
I'm not going to mention the person's name. Okay. Uh, I go, I'll take you over there, man, but I'm not staying. I go, and plus, you know, at this point, I was like, listen, we neither one of us are the most famous people in the world, but a couple of people know who we are. And what if they're in the strip club? Like, you don't want to do that. Plus, uh, anybody who knows me knows the strip strip clubs aren't really my thing. But I was like, I'll take you over there, man, because he was shit-faced. And uh, this was so funny. He was like, no, man, we'll just go to this place. And nobody knows us. So we're walking up, and uh, he's shit-faced. And I'm like, hey, man, um, I'll get you inside. Make sure you're all situated, but I'm getting out. He's like, okay, okay. I go, should we? I go, I guess we'll wait in line. He goes, no, no, let's walk up front, see what's up. I go, okay. So we walk up front, and let's just say his name was um, Tom. And he, uh, they walk up, and the so the outdoor bouncer goes, Tom, what's going on? And I was like, I thought, oh, guys, the clash. Spanish Bombs from London Calling. It's a great album. It's a great song, too. Um, so, um, you know, the clash for all of the talk about being a punk band, they, their music is pretty varied. I, I love the clash. If you don't listen to the clash, I would suggest you just hop on board of that fucking train. So anyways, we walk up the bouncer goes, Tom. And I was like. Does he know you? He's like, nah, he must know me from blah, blah, blah. I go, oh, yeah, maybe. And they shake hands, and we shake hands, and I introduce myself, and we go up to where you're supposed to pay money. And the woman behind the counter, behind the glass goes, hey, Tom. And I was like, hey, man, nobody knows you here? He's like, nah, man, it must be, must be the show. And then we walk right up. The dude who had the rope waiting, checking people's hands waved us right through. He was like, what's going on, Tom? I was like, hey, man, so I think the, the the fucking ruse of nobody knowing who you are here is up a little bit. He goes, man, he goes, I actually, I was here last night, so they just, and as he's given this lame-ass explanation, when the strippers saw him, I'm looking around the room, and you could see all of them kind of catch him at the same time. It was a mad dash to him. He must spend so much, but to see like seven or eight strippers climbing over couches, Heismaning people to get like jumping, doing hurdles, like, like, uh, you know, it was like eight people running to the airport trying to catch one flight. It was crazy. They all like were winded when they ran out. Tom, 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 right? And I was like, hey, man, so I feel like you're in good hands here. Like you've been here before, so. How about I bail out of here? He goes, like, you sure you want to stay? I'm like, no, I'm good. And by the way, I don't have this moral. Don't think I'm morally above strip clubs. I'm not. I just, for me, it's like, I, if I'm going to throw money away uh, and it, with a heart on, I just I'll find a different way to do it where I won't be as frustrated. I could also spend the money on something I like and just jerk off. It's always been my thing. Like, I remember this one time. Okay, I'll tell you that story afterwards. So, <laughs> I hope this isn't the strip club episode. So, uh, uh, the only time I really like strip clubs is when I'm fucked up. Like, when I'm not fucked up, I'm drunk. But when I, when I used to do 
There was a couple years there where it was a pretty steady stream of ecstasy in my system. For whatever reason, I just loved the music and I loved the glitter. And, I, you know, I just loved the whole thing. Oh, that reminds me of two stories I want to tell. Don't let me forget about a dude who had a bachelor party at my house and then going to the strip club after I accidentally did meth. But, uh... Here we go. NWA, I ain't the one. Yeah. So, uh, the next day, um, I call Tom. I leave. And I go, uh, how's it going, man? He's like, I'm scrambling. I go, what's going on? He goes, well, I let one of the girls hold my card last night. I go, what? And he said, yeah, you know, she said she was just going to run it to get a couple of drinks. And I said, what charge? What, what was the charge? And he said, $5,000. And I went, what? And I was like, did they, did you have sex? He was like, no. She went and got a drink and we did, we were in the boom boom room and we did, like, outside of the normal charges that I knew I was going to pay, there was a $5,000 charge. And I said, what are you going to do? He goes, well, I can't fucking dispute it. And I said, why not? He said, because then it's going to be like a deal, and then it might come out. Like, I just got to eat it. Dude just ate that five grand. Ate it. That girl saw her mark. And, by the way, not a good sign if you're walking into the club and people are calling you by a name. So, what what did I want to tell you? Oh, there was one time I was in a I was in a strip club after the first time and only time I'd ever done meth. I did it accidentally. I thought it was coke. Somebody laid it down. I did just a couple lines, and it was just like on like fucking Donkey Kong. But I'll never do that again. I'll never. Maybe I'll start telling that story on stage. But um, we're at the strip club, right? And my jaw is just working like 100 miles an hour. And I am sweating up a fucking storm. And I'm drinking, and I never drink this, gin and tonic. Like, I have no idea what doing meth, why that made me want to drink gin and tonic. But I'm drinking gin and tonic. And this is how bad I must have looked. I was, I had no idea at the time, but I was like sweating I was like Shaq at the free throw line. Just con- just just a constant flow. Jaw going, shirt all wet and sticky. My hair was fucked up, you know. And uh, I said, uh, this is how you know you, you don't look good when a stripper doesn't want to give you a lap dance. So I said, I have money in my hand. Like $200 in my hand. And I was, my jaw was going like, hey, you want a lap dance? And uh, can I get a lap dance? And she goes, not for me. And I was like, what? I, I thought she was like playing hard to get, you know? And I go, well, what do you mean not from you? She's like, I'm, I'm not I'm not giving you a lap dance. Maybe one of the girls will. I go, are you are you off work? And she goes, no, I'm working. I'm just not working for you. And uh, so this next girl I ask, again, not giving me a fucking lap dance. Jog going, sweating like a fucking panther, right? I don't know if panthers sweat. And uh, so one of the girls goes, walks up to me and she was like, hey, you want a lap dance? And I was like, yeah. 
And she goes, oh, you just want to meet me in back? And I was like, I'll fucking meet you in back. And uh, she was like, why don't you give me your money now? And I was like, I'm not falling for that job going. I'm not falling for that. I mean, I'll give you the money when we get back. She goes, okay. She walks me to the back, opens the door. The dude, the, the, like the, the heavy walking with us, gives me a little shove, shuts the door behind me. I'm out back in the parking lot. They fucking, they, <laughs> they 86 me, right? So I walk up to the front and um, I say, uh, this is how quick it happened. I walk up to the front. And I finally get back up to the front and I go, hey. I go, I was inside. And the girl goes, I heard. And I was like, uh, can I get back in? She said, no. I said, my friends are still inside. She goes, not for long. And just then, my two buddies also, not as sweaty as me, but heavy John from that meth. They walk out there like, what the fuck, dude? What'd you do? What'd you do to get us thrown out? And I was like, I, I just asked someone for a lap dance. And my buddy looks at me and he goes, you look fucking horrible. He goes, what's been going on? I go, I just, nothing. I just took a couple, you know, did a couple of those lines and, and, and uh, drink, drinking some gin and tonic. And uh, he was like, all right, let's get out of here. So we go, <laughs> we go to the HEB. This was in Texas, in San Antonio. We're all fucked up. And uh, I decide that as long as I'm going to be awake, I'm going to clean my car. So I need some products to clean my car. So I went and I bought, well, bought. I get all this stuff in the cart and shit. And, uh, oh, come on, everybody. Eric Church, Mistress Name Music. Off of Mr. Misunderstood, which is a fucking killer's killer album. So I get all this shit in the cart. And this is after my buddies had dropped me off. It was probably shit. 5.36 in the morning. I mean, it was morning time. And uh, I get up to the front. And my, I can't find my wallet or my money. So I'm like, okay. Well, I will run home and get some more money and come back, but I'm going to run home with the car stuff because I don't want to go back through, you know. So I start to wheel the stuff out, and in my brain, I think it's fine because I'm going to come back and pay for it, right? So I pick it up. This is like four things, and I put them in my hand. I start to walk out, and alarm goes off, and a dude is like, hey, hey. So as I'm running away from him, as he's running to me, I'm like, I'm going to pay for it. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Sprinting at me. Got his hand right where his fucking pepper spray is. And I'm like, well, that's not happening. So I just take off running. Now, I'm pretty, at this point in time in my life, guys, I was in pretty decent shape. I was pretty fast. You know, I didn't, here's what my, here's what I was good at athletically. Um, I was fast. Good hand-eye coordination. Um, kind of brittle. I break easy. Uh, but it's one of the reasons I played outfield in baseball because I could go get it. So I just start taking off. I'm like, there's no way this fucking security guard's catching me. Zero chance. I'm sprinting down the street with car cleaning products, shirt off, but just still, still got my go out pants from the night before, 
shoes on, and just sprinting down the street. Still fucked up on meth. Turning fucking jumping fences. Dude, I probably could have stopped running when I got out of the parking lot. Because you know that dude made like $7 an hour. He wasn't fucking chasing me. I swear I sprinted. It had to have been a quarter mile. Like, it had to be a quarter mile. When I woke up or came to after I went to sleep the next day, to say that I had pulled almost every muscle in both of my legs, and probably not tore, but like my legs... I just didn't feel it when I was sprinting. I was running like Carl fucking Lewis down the street with that fucking, like one of those sham. I had a sham wow and I had some wax and some, oh, clean the shit out of my car. The old Mazda 626. Oh, you think I didn't drive a Mazda 626 that I left on the street filled with shit when I left Seattle? When I left Seattle, I just left that car on the street. Title on the front seat. Whoever wants it, wants it. I just left it. I, it was like, you know when you have like your first car? You know the car that you have when you're young and no matter, like it always looks like somebody's living in it. That car always looked like somebody was living in it. And I would clean it out like once a month and then by the end of that first week, it was just fucking wrecked. What is it about being young where you don't give a shit as if things are tidy you know what i mean i mean jacob's room it smells like someone has been warming feet in there for fucking three years it was sprinkled with some onions and some fucking dna it is the grossest room in the world like teenagers smell but what is it about when you're younger you know there was this girl in college because it's not just guys, mostly guys, but it wasn't just guys. There was a girl in college who I had sex with. She had her room was like just jammed with clothes. You had to step over it and stuff, but she was so much fun. Would go out and get fucked up with you and having fun. And but the last time I ever had sex with her, and you'll know why it was the last time, because I stepped over a pair of underwear that may or may not had a little bit of a, you know. Oh, it's like, you know, it's like the shit put on the brakes, a little skid mark. And I was like, oh, boy. Well, I mean, I know it happens to everybody, but like if it happens to the person that you're sleeping with, it's kind of hard to come back from it. I just listened to this song, everybody, in the car. As much as I like Behind Blue Eyes, but who's next? Um, I am going to have to. I'm going to have to say no. Uh, and skip ahead if everybody's okay with that. All righty. Oh, come on, everybody. Future, my collection, pretty fucking strong. Um, but yeah, I don't remember what I was saying. And I don't remember the other story I wanted to tell you. Oh, I just, I did remember something super embarrassing though. You know, I, when I first moved out here, I left college after my sophomore year just to give it a try for a year. I ended up going back to college, but I left after my sophomore year. I guess I just thought it was going to be super easy. And I lived with my cousin Scott, and um, he was, I mean, he worked as soon as he got out here. He was like a featured extra on Saved by the Bell. 
he booked a bunch of commercials like right away and i wasn't breaking shit oh i did do this tv show called well anyways i don't want anyone searching that shit online <laughs> uh because in that show i was wearing a ponytail. Oh, okay. I'll tell you the story because it's kind of funny. There was a show called Studs, which was like the first dating game, right? And um, but I remember my agent calling me and being like, "Hey, I got a, I, I booked your show." I'm like, what, "What? What's the audition?" He goes, "No, no audition. You booked it." I go, "Oh, no shit." He goes, "Yeah, yeah." I go, "What's it called?" He goes, "Studs." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, Studs it is." And I go, no audition? He goes, nah, they saw your picture, they want you. I'm like, but now he knew what the fucking show was, but I didn't. So I'm bragging to all my friends and my cousin who's on Saved by the Bell. I'm like, you're on Saved by the Bell? I'm going on a show called Studs, dude. So you stick with your fake high school friends. I'm going with the men. Now, at the time, I was riding, a, my only means of transportation was a moped. Hard to be a stud on the moped, but you do what you got to do. Oh, I forgot to mention, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before to you guys, that my moped, um, the muffler was broken. So it sounded like a Harley. But when you turned around, it was just some dude on a, on a moped, right? And so uh, I pull into the lot. I'm wearing my st whatever I think makes me look like a stud. I definitely had a ponytail at the time. Hair down, probably not middle of my back, but definitely past the shoulders. Jufro on fucking point. And uh, I remember I pull into the lot. I'm like, hey, Josh Wolf. And the guy was like, yeah. I go, I'm here for, he's looking at the list. He's like, what's it for? I go, studs. Now I'm thinking the show's called studs. So it's like me and four other people on a cast. You know, and of course he knows who I am because I'm one of the stars of the show. He's like, okay, just park up there in the lot. And uh, I go, do I have a an assigned spot? And he was like, no. Just find any open spot and park it in there. And I go, okay. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. You would think one of the stars of the show has. I walk into this room. And, guys, I walk in with such confidence. Can I tell you what I was wearing, I think? Because I was in decent shape at the time. I think I had a white tank top tucked into some jeans with a black belt. Maybe some cowboy boots. Oh, hello, 90s. So, um ponytail shades killing it that was like a couple years not that was like years before but not too many years before that i went as rico suave for halloween if you don't know who he is you can google it you can google it I, i'm not against bringing out that costume again so i walk in this room and it's just like 50 dudes and it's just a cattle call for the tv show studs which was a dating game. None of us knew what the fuck that was at the time, you know? And what it was is two girls, three guys. No, three girls, two guys. The guy takes out all three girls. Each guy does. And then you have the girls give you the host information about the date. And um, then the guy has to say, when the information comes up, which girl said blah, 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 you had to pick it out, right? And whoever won the most hearts at the end is uh, I love the Who guys. I'm just hooed out right now. So I'm going to go ahead and fast forward, but this is See Me, Feel Me. Obviously, my shuffle knows that I love the Who too because they keep playing it. Um, So, uh, okay, let's see what we got next. Hell 
The fuck yeah. Starman by David Bowie. Um, so, uh, what was I saying? I don't even remember the... I don't even remember the story I was telling. Holy shit. Like, I didn't remember... I don't remember the story I was telling. Is that possible? We went to strip clubs. That was a long time ago. Gin and tonic with the meth. And then... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not high. Why can't I remember the story I was telling you? Well, that'll be a great cliffhanger for the next Fairly Normal when somebody listens and tells me what we were talking about. I mean, that's crazy. That was like eight seconds. Not even. I just said the who. And then I said, is this going to be an all strip club episode and then something else happened where I started telling a story and you'll have to remind me guys that's the first cliff fairly normal cliffhanger and it's not really a cliffhanger it's just me not remembering what the fuck I was talking about um well that's too bad because I really felt like that was a zinger <laughs> that is crazy huh I will say that's been happening more and more, and anybody who knows me knows it is one of my um, biggest fears with the amount of times I've been bonked on the head. Now, I know some people think it's the weed, and I'm sure the weed doesn't help, but it was happening before the weed. You know, and I've told you guys what it is. Like, It's like I can see the word in my head, and that's not what happened here. But a lot of times when I pause in conversation, guys, or people think I speak kind of slowly or I like to do dramatic pauses or whatever, it's got nothing to do with dramatic pauses. I see the word in my head. It's like it's in the front of my head. It just never makes it to my mouth. And it's super frustrating. Um, and I think it might have something to do with the amount of times I've been hitting the head, but I don't know for sure. And I haven't gone into a neurologist yet just because, well, if I'm being honest, I'm just maybe a little too scared. Because what if they tell me it is that and it's just going to get worse? I don't know if I need to know it. If I'm telling you the truth, I'll realize it when it's happening and then I'll, you know, adjust accordingly and we'll handle it from there. But I don't want to worry about it all the time. It just seems, and I could be wrong. Maybe there's something they can do to help. But I think once the brain starts to go in that direction, it's it's a it's a lose lose for everybody. Yeah, I had, I had that conversation once with somebody about would you rather have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's? Obviously, both horrible. But then you have to Parkinson's are easier, both hard for everybody. But Parkinson's probably easier for the people around you. Because you still recognize them and you're, you know what I mean? And you can still somewhat interact, but it's really, you're a prisoner in your own body. Which to me is like, your brain is still good, but your body's bad. I would rather have body good, brain bad. Because then at least I don't fucking know. But then, it's so hard on the people you love. I would hate for any of my kids or Beth to walk into a room and me not know who they are. 
you know, because if that shit happened to me, it would be fucking crushing, you know? If somebody was like, I, I, uh, I, uh, if Jakey or somebody was like, looked at me, didn't know who I was. Oh, guys, Curtis Mayfield. We got to have peace. Curtis Mayfield, guys, by the way. Dean Del Rey turned me on to so fucking good. Are you kidding? Um, anyways. I wish I remembered that story. Um, a lot of good things happening. You know how I like to keep these short. But uh, what a great weekend I had up there with my son and his little family. And um, Great shit happened with Beth. Beth's heading to Nashville this week to record songs with some huge country artists for her movie. Um, a project that I shot with Sarah Tiana is, looks fucking great. And hopefully we're moving forward on that. Got a fun thing. You know, we've got that Twitch channel with Freddie. We've got a fun project that I'm working with um, Tom Brunel and Brad Wallach, uh, both from Chelsea. Got a lot of fun shit happening. And, uh, guys, Prince and the Wolf is blowing up. I know you guys are listening to this, listening to that. But tell your mama, tell your friends. You know how I like to keep these kind of short now. Theo Vaughn joins me on Wednesday. And uh, that's it. High Walk. We're going to do one of those tonight. Just so maybe I can remember that story. And guys, we got a cliffhanger. So next week I got another story for you. How about that shit? All right. Later. <laughs>